Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know because I learned the hard way and now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Greetings, greetings, everyone. It is that time of the month, third Tuesday. First and third Tuesdays, my favorite time of the month, being Brown at Work Live. And if you were fortunate enough to join us two weeks ago, you'll recognize this beautiful woman's face. But if you weren't, you're going to have to catch the replay because we're going to do part two today. And you definitely want to make sure you get part one. So, welcome. Linda Talaferro, the T, the extra effort, and my lovely guest, attorney Shanika Hall-Jackson, for part two of Stop Playing the Victim. Welcome, Shanika. Hi, y'all. Thanks for having me. So, Shakita, let me let me just tell you guys who this phenomenal woman is. Just refresh your memory for those of you who are with us. And this is new to you. You're going to just be blown away, as I often am, to be so blessed to be connected with women like Shakita. Attorney Shakita Hall-Jackson, an award-winning licensed attorney and adjunct law professor, is the visionary behind the Blow the Whistle Law social justice movement and the founder of the top employment law firm, Hall-Jackson and Associates PC. As the first Black president of the National Employment Lawyers Association and a seven-time recipient of the Top 40 Under 40 Award, Shakita's unwavering drive stems from her belief that every workplace should be a diverse and inclusive environment where employees can feel safe and empowered to be their authentic selves. Dubbed the Discrimination Disruptor, her personal experiences of workplace injustices combined with her mother's career as a juvenile correction officer has inspired her to fight relentlessly for workers' rights. Shakita's mission is furthered through corporate DI training, employer equity consulting, speaking engagements, and education of inner city youth on their legal rights. So again, Shakita, welcome to Being Brown at Work. Thank you all for having me. This is fabulous. Now, when we first talked a couple weeks ago, we really kind of laid the foundation of what's happening in the workplace, right? And what you have built your phenomenal award-winning career around is level-setting the workplace for people that look like you and I, right? But in addition to that, though, what I found really intriguing is the fact that we own some things within this traumatic experience. Like I think you shared a couple of weeks ago, people complaining about not getting an opportunity, but they never apply. Mm-hmm. Right. That's and perfect. so, or they, you know, really didn't do their end 
to make sure that the opportunity that they believed that should have been theirs could have been could have been theirs, right? So what I'd like to do before we get into some more dialogue is I've got the chapter one of your book. And by the way, she's an author, everyone. <laughs> so you want to make sure you get this book. We're going to be all right. It is a phenomenal book. And there is a paragraph in chapter one that I want to share because I do think it connects to the fact that we just can't lay down and be the victim. So it says here, in the corporate world, it's easy to become entangled in a web of office politics, hierarchical structures, and biased dynamics. Many may tell you that discrimination is simply part of the game, a price to pay for success. But just as Public Enemy urged us, and for those of you who know Public Enemy, perfect reference, just as Public Enemy urged us to be discerning and to seek the truth, I urge you to question these narratives and explore the possibility of a workplace where fairness, equality, and respect are not just fantasies, but tangible realities. That, Chiquita, spoke volumes to me. Help me, take us to what led you to write that paragraph. And like I said, I think your reference to public enemy is perfect. (laughs) Not a problem. So, um, for those who don't know, um, as she stated, I did write a book and it's called We're Gonna Be All Right, a Black yes. Guide to Navigating the Workplace. However, it's for all protected classes, anyone that's just fed up and want to know how to navigate their workplace. But going back to the question, I tied it in with some hip hop references because I felt like that is something that when I go to concerts and I can see in unison all these people, regardless of where you come from, that we are having a good time supporting these artists on stage and praise none of that, your sexuality, none of that matters. We are here to have a good time. And I said, what if we could just have this in the workplace? Mm. And as I continue to get calls daily, whether I answer the call or I meet with my intake specials and we go over these intakes, um, it's alarming of what people are going through at work. But unfortunately, so much of it is not workplace discrimination. If I take it before a judge, he will laugh at my face. Why, you counsel, you know this has no standing in this courtroom, in any courtroom, honestly. So with that in mm-hmm. mind, even those with strong claims, um, I had a client who I got uh, $875,000 with. Uh, for and that was a settlement. We was on it. We was pretty much the day of trial. Nonetheless, this guy called me upset because every time someone Googled his name for a potential opportunity to get interviewed, he actually had a great interview. They oh. told me he was um, pretty much in the clear. They just need to run a background check and do something else. Kind of find out the person that walked him through the door called him and said, why didn't you tell me about this lawsuit, man? They Googled mm. it. And that's the first thing that came up. Mm-hmm. Uh, And so many people feel like I'm going to win this case. I'm going to get this money, a large (laughs) sum of money. And then ultimately, I'm just going to move on and go to my next career, whatever situation may be. But it is so many people with successful cases. This man was able to pay off his mortgage. Him and his family have to worry about whether he have a job or not. Their mortgage, they have a house secured. That was his number one thing. Get this money, secure my house, and some play money. Whatever else he wanted to do with this money. Yes. However... He could never work again in his mind at that moment because 
it's public record that he sued his employer. Mm -hmm. The same thing, I have several people. If no one calls you the N-word and you did not go through these horrible conditions in the workplace, the likelihood of you getting a multi-million dollar settlement is very rare. Very yes. And the statistics out there that I pull indicate that the average settlement is around thirty to $40,000. This is mm -hmm. the settlement amount, not to mention mm -hmm. the cost and fees. You cost want and fees. You don't know right. when to stop. I'm telling you, this right. is as best it's going to get. You still want to go. You have me doing depositions for you. So yes. every time that court reporter sit there, that's a fee. Yes. You want the transcript, that's an additional fee. Yes. And, you know, the process server to go find your employer, all this other stuff. And the witnesses that keep dodging you, that you want to force to come sit here, to go, the process server fees. Right. So not in the mention the percentage that you guarantee me. Uh, uh, and my colleagues upon right. hire, right? Exactly. So just imagine on a high end, let's go with 30. <laughs> you get $30,000. If 33 and a third goes to me, that's, yep. that's on average $10,000. You have 20. Uncle Sam needs to eat. <laughs> like That's right. So my yes. point was, as the lovely, everybody, nothing else, you remember Flavor Flav, if you don't remember Public Enemy, don't believe the hype. Like, don't believe the hype. Yes. Don't the hype that if you go after your <sighs> employer, you're going to be Live in La Vida Loca, <laughs> and you're going to have this grand no, life, and you're no. just going to go into the next workplace and forget this job, and you're going to show them. Right. It's very no. rare. It's very and it's rare. extremely rare. And I'm so glad you said this, Shakita. I'm really glad this came up because I can't tell you the number of people I've encountered who believe the hype, mm -hmm. right? Who believe the hype? And they have been wronged. I'm not saying they haven't. But what I love about the work you do and the book you wrote and our conversations is working to make sure that we level that playing field. And that first of all, put that mirror up in front of yourself. I need you to really understand what this all means and what part you may have played in it. Now, if you decide to still take that action, that's your personal choice, right? But let's talk real about all the other stuff that should have either happened or you should have done differently up front, which is why Stop Playing the Victim is such the title. I've loved that title for our series. So Shakita, if you could, if we could just take just a brief moment to recount some of the stuff we talked about in part one, and then our focus tonight is going to be, because you guys know, if you've been following me, you listen to Being Brown at Work Live, I am all about giving you tools and methodologies, giving you steps, giving you solutions, not just, you know, painting the picture that we all know and then walking away. No, when you get done with this session, if you have your notepad, if you don't go get one so you can have your steps of what you need to do if you are in a toxic environment, if you're experiencing microaggressions, if it's macro, you know, and it's gotten crazy. These are the things that you should do, but first maybe check up front. So Chiquita, let's just take a step back. We talked a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago in part one about those scenarios where sometimes we think, oh, you know what? It's all about what he did or she did, but what did we not do? Mm -hmm. You know, talk a little bit about some experiences either you've either experienced or your clients where you had to say, wait a minute, but did you do X? Share a little bit with the audience on that. The most recent, and it wasn't a client, it was a consultation. Um, and 
it was a good consultation. And my intake specialist was like, you have to read this. So I actually read it. Um, and the young man, um, he had several protected classes. He was a disabled veteran. He was a gay black male. Wow. And so he um, was feeling that he was in a hostile work environment and he was in a management position. But his colleague, who was also in a management position, felt he can talk to him any kind of way and okay. did some more things. And what I did love about his intake, he actually used action words. I have so many people say, I was harassed, I was discriminated, I was retaliated against. And I'm like, what is the action? So he actually yes. spelled those actions out and they were some good actions. And based on what he described, it was definitely retaliation because what he did was he complained in the workplace mm -hmm. uh, that this man was hostile and abusive to him and the way he talked to him and some more other things that he had done, excluding him from meetings and some more things, um, were very key and probably could have at least allowed him to um, have some kind of standard to negotiate a severance. And that's what he was okay. calling. They offered him a severance. They claimed he was a part of this layoff. Um, uh. However... They had just hired somebody else less than three months ago. Similar role, same department. Um, so my theory is, and the most what we usually see is the last in is the first out. Yes. That wasn't the case. And so based off that, we definitely had some stuff. The only issue that happens when he made his complaint, he did not indicate that it was based on a protected class. He never said, I uh, felt like I was being treated this way because I'm black, because I'm gay. Uh, because I'm I see. He never did. Mm. So that within trying to advocate the idea that and negotiate a severance, he couldn't do, or at least we didn't feel that there's any grounds and legs yeah. to negotiate it. Um, I told him you can always ask for more money or whatever else you want more of, but to, for a lawyer to step in, we have to have some kind of leverage to threaten sure. That wasn't fair. Um, in addition to your question, like I said, I had so many black women get on the phone with me and say that I know I qualified that position. I have trained several people in this position and all they do is sit in this position for a year, if not six months, to take that title and go elsewhere or yeah. even get advanced to the next position here. Then they open that same position back up. I apply for it. I don't get I have to train the next person. Yeah. Um, and I say, well, did you ever apply for that position? No, I wasn't going to get it anyway. They'll never give it to anybody that looks like me. Um, did you ever report that to human resources? Did you grieve it with your union? No, yeah. the union's in the bed with my employer. I don't care if you feel like the union is in the bed with your employer. Right. How your grievance, you can, and nothing else, ask them an email or text message. Can you file a grievance challenging X, Y, and Z? Exactly. And therefore, when they do not do what you ask them to do, you can file a grievance on your own. But the thing is, people feel to realize now you have a double lawsuit. Yeah. You have a lawsuit against your union for failure to represent you per the CBA guidelines. And then two, if your employer is wrong, now you also have a lawsuit against your employer. And the more people that take this position of my union is in the bed with my employer, they're not going to help me anyway. You're not holding them accountable. And they're going to continue yeah. to put people in those roles who do not represent you fairly. You And, and the crazy part with union claims, you only have six months. Six okay. months to go after your union for failure to represent you. So you have to right. create the paper trail, even if you feel like that and you know in your heart that they're not going to do anything for you. At least get them trapped in writing to say, no, we don't see grounds to do this or let them ignore you. You continue yeah. to do at least two to three follow ups. Hi, I'm, I have a deadline. Heard of CBA. I only have 72 hours. I only have yeah. 14 days. At least you can show a judge 
uh, and a trier of fact that I have reached out to them several occasions. They failed to rep me. And as, as a result, the harm was I never got my job back. I never got the promotion, whatever situation may be. Right. You have to advocate for yourself. Well, let me ask you this, Shakita. Why do you think it is that, I mean, what have you learned from your clients and your experiences of why we will not apply? I mean, I heard you say they'll tell you I wouldn't have gotten it anyway. And I guess I, you know, I try to wrap my head around the fact what makes you think that I guess it's um, because they see people being passed over. But if you and, you know, maybe I'm actually as I'm thinking about my question, answering it myself. (laughs) But if you you truly believe in yourself and you 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 have the maybe that's what's missing. I was about to say that's that's the key thing. The confidence. I uh, it's so funny. I had two coaches. And I was telling somebody the difference between the two. I don't care if this other one knew what she was talking about or not. Just the confidence that she has. She yeah. sold it to us like crazy. And the other one, she had the tools, had the packages, had the knowledge, but her confidence is so low. And there she displayed it all the time on social media uh, that even if you wanted to invest in her, it's, it's, if this is your mindset, <laughs> what makes you think I want to take my money and invest in you? Right. And so it is the confidence. We have to believe that we are worthy. Yes. And another thing, we have to stop telling our family and friends. I talk about this in my book, Shameless Plug. There's levels to friendships. There are levels to <sighs> people around you. Everybody at work is not, no one's at work. Take it that way. No one at work is your friend. Most likely no one is. This is so true. And Shakita, I'm going to need you to say this again, (laughs) because when I work with my clients and I'm talking about their brand, like, look, you you have a professional personal brand. And one of the lines I say is everybody that came, comes with you, can't go with you. Yes. You got to assess that circle. And so the thing is, so many people feel, I obligated to tell their business. Mm. You do not have to if you want the position, apply for the position. Yes. Upon you getting the position, you can tell anybody you want. There you okay? go. But this needs and, and even goes to family and friends because there's so many people that and even yes. it does not necessarily negate to hate jealousy. It's just more so a lot of times their own fears and insecurities reflected on oh, you. Yes. Can you handle another responsibility? Yes. Yeah, that money is going to be a little bit more, but what you barely can take care of the kids now. You barely have time for your husband now. Can you don't need that? Just apply. And then, and the the biggest thing that frustrates me sitting in this seat is that I know the people that's getting a position they don't care about nothing else. Not day one they came in. I'm interviewing for this position, but what's the likelihood of what's, me being promoted? There we go. In the next year. There we go. What's exactly. the likelihood in every review, um, every time we bump into each other in the coffee room? Yep. Whatever. Hi, remember that conversation? How, how, how's my performance? There's anything else I can do? And how Absolutely. do I know that was me? Oh, I heard such and such is getting got a step into law school. That paralegal position is going to be open soon. Is there any way that I can shadow you? Wow. So that when that role becomes available, I can apply for it and feel qualified. See? See? You know such and such is getting ready to retire. There you go. Exactly. It's better to hire within, to hire outside. 
And that's what the selling points you need to tell them. You don't have to worry about a new vacation. I mean, a new um, welcome package. You ain't got to worry about any of that. Exactly. No, add None another person to the assurance plan just for them to get here. They don't like the work environment. I love it here. You know, you exactly. have to yourself. Oh and my that's gosh. why I get so for I'm like, I had a lady who dynamic. The employer had nothing bad to say about this person. And they were putting her in a position to train her up to get allegedly, because of course they always tell me the sure. club that sure. they was putting her on the path. But the frustration was someone else got a promotion before her, so she put in a resignation letter. Versus, let me take this time, and we do have a right, guys. Hear me out to say I'm gonna play this game for six months. I'm gonna play this game for a year. I'm gonna play this game for two, three years, whatever you set the time. Whatever, for. right, right. But do not tap out without letting someone know what you want and you actually yes. after it. Yes, Shakita, that's so important because we tend to tap out quick. We're just like, okay, fine. They're not going to because I'm black because I'm this, whatever. Instead of, hold on a second. I didn't get that. Wait a minute. Let me meet with so-and-so. Let me meet with this person. Let me let them know what my career desires are. Let me let them know what I aspire to be. Let me act, just like you said, what can I, what do I need to do to try? I've done exactly that in my career. When I saw an opening or when I saw a pain point, Linda raised her hand and said, hey, I can solve that issue. Give me that responsibility. I can, I can get rid of that pain point. But in general, as black and brown women, we tend to not do that, but we'll be the first to complain when Sally. We don't want nobody to say they did nothing for us. You'll never get that victory to say you did this for me. Or hey, then I'm going to tell you what, then that you in your own way. And so, therefore, nothing going to get done. How about that? Nothing's going to get done because you're in your own way. And that's the title. You're playing the victim, but how much of this did you contribute? I get it. I'm one of them prideful people too. Too many people say they can help me. But you don't know. It's so many people, and especially the ones who don't look like you. You know why? Exactly. I have a mentor said every time, you know, and some people don't mind saying it. My ancestors did so much harm to you all. They want to leave here feeling good about themselves. So, exactly. They did something to change. Exactly. The and how slavery. about that's okay. I'm going to let okay. you. It's okay. It's okay. It is absolutely okay. It is absolutely okay. Oh my God. So look, see, it's almost, look, time just fly. Okay. So we got to get, I love this. We might have to do another session around this. This is phenomenal. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So Shakita, you talking to that black and brown woman that is who we just described, (laughs) right? In our conversation for the last 15, 20 minutes, what would be some of the steps? What would be some of the things you would say, okay, look, pump the brakes. I need you to reset, and this is how I recommend you reset. This is how I recommend you not be the subject of Linda and Shakita's title of Stop Playing the Victim. What would be some of the things that you would recommend? I want to read this, um, if you don't mind. Oh, please do. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm telling you, y'all going to want to go get this book. We're going to be all right. Please go get it. This is phenomenal. Um, It's time to stop playing the victim and become the victor in all situations, especially when it comes to embracing your authenticity. That's number one. 
You are different. You are a unique. I didn't, I did not know. I knew that, but I didn't own it. As you just stated, mm. I did not own it until I got accepted into this weekend intensive academy um, to advance into a judge role. It tells you the path shift of what okay. you can. And at the end, the way the application read, and I know we're on time, so I'm going to get this through this real No fast. worries. The way the application read, it had, you were supposed to be someone from this underrepresented community. Those were the key words. So I got excited because every day I'm sitting around people that do not look like me unless you're my client. Right. Yes. So I'm going to be in a weekend full of black people and people from underrepresented. I get that. I was the only black person. When I tell you I had an attitude the whole weekend. And I Whoa. had the nerve to ask a lady at the very end because she was a sister with braids in her head. And I said, can I ask you a question? Why was I the only black person? Did no other black people apply? Did they not know? But she's like, oh, it's plenty. But you, you are rare. You are in a lane by yourself. You're the only one out here that looks like you who is fighting for the rights of workers every day. Mm. Every other black candidate that applied, they're fighting for the, the corporations. They're hurting. Mm. So they wouldn't dare get opportunity to sit in something that I created. I said, sister, you, you that was all yeah, I yeah. needed to know. Hey. And hey. so within that, embrace it. You can be the embrace. only one in the room. Yes. You want to be remembered easily. Yeah. It was, I yes. think, but who won't remember? It was one black girl right. in the room. Yes. And when I go, I'm a dress. Oh, I'm I love this. Girl. She was a bad black girl. <laughs> be authentic it. and embrace it. Whether it's dealing with uncomfortable questions or navigating workplaces challenges related to your true self, your approach matters. So again, when someone else talks to you and you feel like that's a little rude, take a deep breath. And if you need to yeah. walk away, I need to go to the washroom. Can I come right back? Mm -hmm. I know it's a lot mm -hmm. of times. Oh, did she really just say that? <laughs> but we have to take take a deep breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strive to be the person's other find easy to talk to. Mm. It's hard to communicate with and that's easily offended. It's so many people that oh, Lord. The stuff that I hear, I'm like, ma'am, are we in high school? Thank you. Sir, are we in grade school? And I'm going to fast forward <laughs> to say this because of the time frame. As Cardi B's song, Money, we all heard that song. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're all working towards financial stability and success yes. while staying true to ourselves. Yes. Being easily offended won't get you there. It will not. It will Instead, not. approach situations with the understanding that coexistence and collaboration are key. Yes. Let's remember that we can make money, grow as individuals and as a team, and contribute to the more inclusive and accepting workplaces and we can all do it together 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 oh so collaborating with these people you, i don't yes. care can you do this portion of the assignment i can do this portion we can get it done faster then get together shakita I, I i i worked with someone some time ago i swear that sister people would see her at a distance this is before covid they would see her at a distance in the hallway and go the opposite direction just so they wouldn't have to walk past mm -hmm. her because she was that difficult. 
her attitude, her or everything. I mean, like, can I even say good morning? Is she going to, you know, take it to it? what? You know, they like this. Now they have a want to call my office. I'm isolated. They excluded me from meetings. Well, exactly. And that's what she would say to me. She would say, you know, Lindo. and I was like, I even told her, I was like, well, girlfriend, I, I kind of don't want to be around you either. <laughs> right? I don't want to be in the room with you either. And I'm going to tell you when she, when she became aware of that and she shifted the narrative. Now she had to take an assignment out of the country, unfortunately, to really get out of sight, out of mind. But when she came back, New Girls. And, and everybody could see her true authentic self without her super sensitivities, but then also see the fact that she was, she could, she could turn a warehouse into a manufacturing center. Mm-hmm. The girl was good. She was just good. Right. And that but they the key factor. Yes. And she, and she was unlike anybody else, but she couldn't get out of her own way at first. I'm so this is, I'm a, I'm used to, I'm, I had so many supervisors across the board. You know why we didn't promote her? Look how she talks to us. Do you See? think that if she gets some more power, how she's going to talk to the people that report to her? We're going to exactly. be flooded with complaints because exactly. everybody's going to say they can't get along with this person. So you got to exactly. keep that in mind too. How are you going to now ask for a position of power if you can't handle the little power that you little. have Oh my gosh, Shakita, you can't handle the little thing, that little amount you got today, yeah. but you want more and you and have an attitude. People watch you and I'm talking about myself. We go oh. to a restaurant, you and that talking to the waiter, the janitor and everybody else like they beneath you because you have a title that that counts and that matters. It does. It so matters. It so matters. And look, if you're listening to this and you're probably thinking, okay, both of y'all have arrived. So yeah, it's easy for you to say that. But do you think it, we have, first of all, we ain't drinking our own Kool-Aid. So we have, but how do you think we even got to the positions we're in today? Because we recognized exactly what attorney Hall Jackson is sharing with you. We recognize that and we decided that wasn't going to define us or hold us back. So we understood what we needed to do to show up strong in our authentic self. So all the value and the, and the excellence that we exist shows first before the attitude and the, you know, all the other stuff that you could easily bring in an environment. I don't, okay, I want to say, don't get me wrong. Look, and I'm sure Shakita, you would agree. There's times when people go left and start to say stuff in the room and I'll, wait a minute, in the back of my mind, right? I'm saying, wait a minute, did you just, Mm-hmm. That little tone, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, I handle it as I often say with my high EQ and EP, and not succumb to their stereotypical ex- expectations of me to come to, because they because they already defined it. They that defined you're angry. And you're that, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I just oh want to get it with this. I know time is ending. Yeah. Um, if nothing else motivates you, there's this um, old clip from The Breakfast Club that's recirculated with Kanye West, which is one of my favorite artists. Got to give that plug out there. But okay. because my book relates to hip hop, in that quote, he he ends this um, conversation, at least the clip ends, with him asking one of the guys, very popular guy on the radio station, if you know Charlemagne the God and DJ. Yes, yes. Yeah, it yep, was DJ yep, yep. Envy. He said, "Okay, yeah, can you get your daughter a job here at this radio station?" 
And he couldn't answer that. Now, of course, the clip it ran a few seconds after that question. And so if I go watch the whole thing, it might he might have some. But the likelihood is the answer is no. Because no. he works for someone else, right? And he probably yeah. works for someone that does not look like him, does have yeah. no background to him. And so I'll, I say all this to say is that think higher than yourself when when yes. we have to put that attitude to the side and make yes. sure that it's just not, you know, me coming back and cursing this lady out because she was very rude or me being in my own way and not asking for the promotion. Because right. you want your name and your work ethic to leave esteem where yes. when your child does apply all you gotta do is make a phone call there we are my daughter is looking for work i see it all there the time are. every i'm on the there we I'm are. serve with hundreds if not thousands of attorneys between my national and my state uh organization all yes. the time my neighbor's friend my child is looking yes. for an intern but if you're so nasty that you don't even know how to talk to people, why would they dare want to give you or your child? If you or didn't do anything child. to advance yourself or do anything to make an impact while you was in that role, what are you going to do for your child? When, oh, even if it's just goodness. for a summer. Because now they can rub elbows with the other kids' kids, and that's a lifetime buddy that whenever yes. they go to whatever industry, they have a connect. We have to think bigger than ourselves and bigger yes, than Yes, we do. Oh my gosh, Shakita, I'm going to leave it right there because that was everything. Because as you were talking, I'm thinking about the calls I made for my daughter. So I, yes. it's so real. It is so real. Oh my gosh, this has been an awesome Black History Month that you have joined me and the two being brought at work live. Look, if you didn't catch, like I said earlier, you didn't catch the first one. You want to go out, YouTube, um, Facebook, every all the places that I stream, catch that first one. And then definitely replay this with your notepad. I so appreciate you, Attorney Shakita Hall-Jackson. It's been an honor and a privilege. Okay, I don't forget, I'm another plug. Get that book, y'all. No joke. Get that book. It's going to be all right. It'll be all right if you go yes. buy that book and get the <laughs> tools that she has in there to help you on this journey as we navigate the workplaces. Because I truly believe, as she says, it can be equitable. It can be healthy. We can survive and we can all do it together. Attorney Hall Jackson, thank you so much. Thanks again for having me. I appreciate you. Take care now. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence, in the resources section of this episode.